we were like, so like fascinated by your business. And we were just doing like, I was doing this last night. I was doing like back of the napkin, like math on like hours in the month. Cause so I was like, I started by like looking at your Twitch. I was like, okay, she streamed 335 hours in the last 30 days. Yeah. Right now, if you like factor in like, like seven hours of sleep a night and no, then you actually that's do too the, many, okay. That's too six many hours. hours or five hours, many. whatever. Any, anyway, the math is like, you only have like 200 hours left or ish after like 335 hours of streaming. How do you, like you're posting on YouTube, you run a Patreon, you have an OnlyFans and you're like consistently posting on four YouTube channels. How, like what's, what's the time allocation to each of these businesses? Well, I kind of cheat because I do post while I'm streaming. So it's kind of multitasking, but I also have three full-time staff, one part-time person, and they all help manage it really. Like my time helped me to function like a person. Um, they help me with bills, scheduling business calls. They help clean the house. They order food, they run errands, they walk my dogs. Like they basically just help me to keep functioning as a human while I just dive deep into all of this empire that I've created. But you, so. you say you're like, you're posting while you're streaming, but you're also filming like native videos for the YouTube channels, right? So there has to be like, I mean, you have to only have like an hour free per day, correct? Oh, like, is there, is there any free time <laughs> in your day? No, 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 not at all. I don't, I don't really have a uh, free time right now. Before I guess my Twitch stream really took off. I had started to take like a day off a week, but I don't really do that currently. I just feel like the opportunity is too good. The cost is too great at this time to take it off. Yeah. I mean, you're streaming what right now? I think it's the average is like 10 hours plus a day right now. Yeah. Yeah. Usually 12, sometimes longer, depending on the day. Weekends usually longer because more people are online. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how you like handle that. And I imagine you're, you're doing it, like you said, because there is this like fear of like costs, you know, do it. Like I imagine if you just do the simple equation of like, if I'm live right now, then I could, you know, be doing X. And if I'm not live, then that's like opportunity costs. I, exactly. It, it's crazy because you have such a, like, like Reed was saying, you have so many different platforms that you're posting on. Like I, you probably, your link tree or whichever, you know, platform that you use for link aggregation has more links than like almost any other creator that I've ever yeah. seen. And, and <laughs> But like, it's not like they're just like sitting there with no content. Like you're actually, you know, posting on all of those things so even with three or four people on your team that seems absurd so i, I mean congrats on being able to manage it all but oh Thank my gosh you. i'm pretty sure i'm insane at this point <laughs> but you know it works it's, it's working currently so i'm gonna keep going with it i mean i just i just wanted to like break it down to your chat and like appreciate the amount of like hours that you're working per week because i i don't think unless you actually start doing the math you realize like how much you actually work seven days a week um, and then what's, what's like that revenue breakdown? I'm guessing OnlyFans, from my math has to be like your number one bucket of revenue. I'm guessing oh, yeah. Twitch is probably number two. So like, what, what does that like pie, that pie chart look like? Um, I know I sent you guys numbers a while ago, but they've kind of changed since then. Um, yeah, hold on. I actually have the breakdown. I did that earlier today. So currently Patreon's a little down. It's about like hundred K a month. Fansly has gone up. It's about 60,000 a month. Um, only fans is about 1.2 like to 3 mil a month currently. Uh, Twitch is about 80 to 100K. Wow. But yeah. 
And then, and then you also have a G Fuel deal. You have YouTube AdSense. I, do you have any other like sponsorships, like ongoing sponsorships? Um, sponsorships are actually really difficult for me. I have like mobile ones occasionally, but those are hard to get. I think I would have more for my number, but I seem to be tainted because of the sexy side. Mm-hmm. Because of all like the reach, I think I have over 10,000 viewer concurrent average on Twitch and like over 4 million followers. So I should have more sponsorships than I do, but I think I'm a little taboo still for most companies. I mean, maybe like, I think you just have to find the areas that actually like want that type of audience. Right. Like I'm just trying to think like, I mean, there's a lot of like, I'd say like Harley Davidson, maybe like Trojan condoms. Like I could probably rattle off a bunch that would be like in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten, um, I've had like offers for adult toys, but I'm not sure how to market that on Twitch or YouTube. So I felt it wasn't very useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, that's too risky. Uh, yeah. And I even then, like if you step crazy. into that space, you're like better off doing your own brand instead of, in my opinion, so like partnering with someone and like promoting their stuff. That, that would be true. I think that would be successful, but something that I'm scared to do still <laughs> while I'm on Twitch. I just don't want like, I don't know, Twitch to get mad at me. Does, are you the number one only Chan only fans creator right now? Um, I'm not sure about right now. I know I was, and definitely in the top 0.01 percent. Uh-huh. I think that's is it. Yeah, that's about as much as they tell us. So then it's like safe to assume that like everyone in the top percent is probably making seven figures a month off yeah, their OnlyFans. I think I would be, but they brought in a lot of celebrities recently. I don't know how much they're making. Mm-hmm. How, how do you think about just like? I mean, given that you post on all these different platforms, is there a platform that you like the most? Like, you know, if you could only do one, like, it, it, would it be Twitch? Would it be OnlyFans? Like, how are you thinking about that? Definitely, right now, I think Twitch is the one I like the most. I think it has the best, like, chat integration, the most engagement of my audience. So I know that a lot of other platforms more offhand, there's not like a constant chat. So people will like pop in occasionally. Maybe they'll see your post. Maybe they don't like Instagram. It can get pushed down. They may not even see your post that day, but Twitch, I feel like is where I actually get to talk to people and connect. And I think that's really useful for um, engaging with fans and keeping your relevancy alive. Just to, I just want to like back up a little bit. Like how, when did this become a full-time job? I think it was 2017-ish, because I started streaming in 2017, and um, it was, I started off really small. I had like maybe 15, 10 viewers when I started, Um, and then from there, it just grew. I think by 2017, I was hitting a thousand viewers, so that's when I, about that point is when I thought, okay, this seems like it can go somewhere now, so... I would say probably then. And and what, what what were you streaming then? Was it mostly video games? At first it was video games, but um, I found out about the IRL section early 2017. And that's where I kind of migrated to. I was streaming Overwatch and I was actually making costumes in the creative section too before then. I was still doing some costuming in 2017, but they had started pushing creative category like no longer important to them. Mm-hmm. They started it, I think maybe 2015, 16. And then they were trying to hype it a lot. That's why they invited me to join Twitch. And then they eventually just stopped promoting it. I didn't see it like on the sidebar anymore as a top category. 
I'm curious, like, you know, even just mentioning that as like Twitch evolves or as viewership evolves, you've like shaped the meta of, of Twitch in a lot of ways. Like, how do you think about that? Like, are you intentional or are you like, like, how are you just viewing, you know, your strategy for Twitch or, or just like maybe advice to uh, potential creators out there and like how they should be thinking about it. Cause you clearly have a good sense of like, what is the meta uh, and maybe even shaping what the meta is. On, on- yeah. I think that's more accurate. I don't you, think- yeah. You've literally changed like what <laughs> pops up on Twitch and I go to twitch.tv now. And it's like, instead of, Hey, people are playing Fortnite. It's like, everyone's mm-hmm. in a hot tub. Yeah. I think it's just my specific role on Twitch is more like the e-girl side and there's not a lot of successful e-girls who who fit like my mold to look to so I think people just kind of follow my lead it's like well if it's working for her then I could do it too maybe and so that's how the metas begin um it's really strange honestly of all the things like I didn't think licking the mic would be a new meta but I guess it is (laughs) were you were you like the first one to like stream from a hot tub because I know there's like no, been a lot of like well, conversations around that yes and no in a way um I guess as far as like the the of the current e, e-girls on twitch who were still streaming I kind of was but I started it outside in a real hot tub connected to my pool um and that was before the hot tub meta so I had done that off and on for a while and then um I guess in the winter time, girls started getting like these inflatable hot tubs and doing those kinds of streams. And I was like, oh, that's smart. And that's kind of when I joined. And because I joined, I guess all the other girls were like, oh, if she's not getting banned and she's the one who get, would get reported the most with the most viewers, I guess it's safe. And that's kind of when they go, it's like, I'm the guinea pig. It's like, well, if Amaranth isn't getting banned, then the rest of us are good because people aren't reporting us as much. So. <laughs> Yeah. Are you, are you worried about like that type of content ever getting like fully banned on Twitch? Um, I, I was, I actually thought they were going to ban hot tubs completely, but then they just made a new category for them. So I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> okay. All right. And that was great at first. Um, because people were talking about it. It was a really popular category. I actually had like an inflated view count in it. It was even higher than just chatting, but then after a while, people just get used to the fact that it's there and it's not, relevant enough of a directory category to have good discovery. So that kind of died and that's what killed the hot sub meta. Yeah. I, I mean, even you just talking about how like you were nervous that it was going to get banned or things like that. How do you think about, I mean, obviously you're very diversified, but like, how do you think about just like making sure that if one of these revenue streams does get cut off or one you get banned from one of these sites for whatever reason, like, how do you just make sure that you're staying engaged or like can reach your audience? Is that just purely by like having all these different places uh, yeah. to be in touch with them? Yeah, that's the entire reason why I do. I'm scared that I will be cut off somewhere. So I want to have as many platforms as I possibly can. Like I know they were talking about like um, OF banning certain types of content just like a few weeks ago, but yeah. there was so many competitors at this point to take its place I don't think that that would even be an issue like even if I were to switch it would probably be really annoying maybe the first month or two but after that after everyone's like migrated to whatever the new popular one is I think I could pull everyone back over and be okay but even even with those like platforms and you're saying they're all kind of the same like what's your different strategy for each one like how do you differentiate between like your only fans and your patreon and your fans Lee and like is it the same type of content 
Um, it's, I would say the same type of content, but not the same like videos, pictures, mm. et cetera. Uh, I try to change up like the theme and the production aspects and the different photography tools that I use for each one, just to make it have like a different vibe. And then obviously on some, I'm more, I message people more on like certain platforms than I do. So some of them are more like communication based. Some are more just here's these sets and joy. It's just, it's, it's a lot, it's like similar, but not, it's hard to explain kind of, cause there's just so much to do it. I would have to sit here and drone on about every post. And I don't know if Twitch will let me do that. But you also like, you have your own like websites too, right? So I, I know we were like, diving like on everything that you had and you were monetizing on. So you, it looks like you also have your own websites aside from the Patreons and OnlyFans. Um, I mean, I have like my old sites, portfolio sites, but they don't make money. It's okay. usually just the different platforms that already exist that I'm on. Do you think you will ever just like leave one of those platforms? Like, I guess, how do you balance it of just like, why don't you just create your own site just specifically for it? I thought um, about that, but I, honestly, I think it's, I have such a good thing right now. I don't want to risk allocating my brain power and time yeah. to something else in case it doesn't work. And then I'm just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> selling myself short with the opportunity I have now. I think that would be a good idea if everything hit, hits the fan and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm not losing anything anyways. Fair. well and i mean patreon takes a pretty small cut anyway i'm yeah, like i think they're 11 percent or something like that so it's like not not okay. enough where you would want to go create your own platform yeah I, it's also shrinking though but yeah hmm. yeah it's just not it's not as popular as it used to be because i don't think they've been as um brave against the processors as, as of has so they've kind of just been like okay we'll stop doing certain things and it's made a lot of people angry so mm-hmm. So one thing that I was kind of thinking about as I was doing all this research was like, how do you keep fans like from not churning? Like, especially like, I think OnlyFans is a good example of like, once people like your consumers or fans see you multiple times, like, how do you keep them subscribed to you every single month? Like, what's the strategy for like stopping churn? (laughs) If there even is one. I don't think there's any foolproof way, but I do post every day, like exclusive content. And I, I try really hard to always have something new and fun on there. And it's just, it, I can't say too many details on Twitch, but I am very hardworking on it. And I post a lot and I'm always trying to increase the amount every month too. So yeah. And then the fact that I'm big on OF is nice though, because they respond fast if I ever need help with troubleshooting and stuff. I don't like need my own tech team like I would if I made my own company or my own website. Hmm. And then with, so you said you have, I mean, you have a small team. I thought like Blake and I's guess is where it was much bigger. Are they then setting everything up for you? Is it like I'm streaming for 10 hours, then I'm going to do this photo shoot that's already ready. The outfit is picked out. I know what I'm going to wear. I know what we're going to take. Someone's editing the pictures. Like, is that kind of your work process right now? Pretty much, yeah. Um, they they help a lot with they like set up the lights, they get the camera cleaned mm. up. They they have ideas already. Like I tell them like what I kind of want, like the week before, and then when they get here for the photo shoot, they just set it up while I get ready. Because what I do is I have one photo shoot day every week, and I do everything. I just had that yesterday. That's why I'm like running late today because I stayed up way too late, and I had to do my YouTube, all my 
uh, other unmentionable platforms. I had to do Instagram, Twitter, like I do photo shoots and videos for all of it. I do TikToks, Instagram stories. It's a lot. <laughs> and so I'm usually, I wake up like around eight and I usually don't finish until like midnight. And then I stream after that a little bit too. My gosh. It's, I mean, it's insane. I, like, I don't understand how you literally have enough time to, to do all that. And I mean, congrats that you're able to do that with such a small team. But I, I also feel like you, like, you should just be hiring more people to help you <laughs> with all of this because I, I, I can't imagine. Like, she doesn't have time to hire yeah. people. Yeah. Like, she needs it's to really hire hard like, because it has to people be people that I trust and who aren't working and are capable of like working diligently and people who are unemployed typically don't have those skills and then want to like use you or blackmail or leech or whatever so it's really difficult to find those people yeah i mean you don't have time to interview people so like you have to trust someone on your team to like go find people to work for you while you probably don't know who they are for the first couple of months oh yeah yeah what really works right now is just like i have a few good assistants and then i'm like your friends who can you trust i will give them a job so and i train them uh, it works currently wow I, I mean even just like you know over the past four years of you streaming and doing all this or i guess maybe it's five years or something at this point like how has your life changed obviously now like you you probably have very little work-life balance but like when you started you know did you like what were your you know most ambitious expectations and like, how are you feeling now that you are, I, I mean, you're at literally the top. So how, how do you think like that has all changed and how's your life changed? Like, is there anything you would do going back, like changing anything or no? Um, my life is crazy. That's for sure. The only thing I would really change is I'm pretty happy with the outcome thus far. The only thing I would change maybe is not having used my real name and stuff. I feel like that can give people too much of like too much of a connection where they kind of feel like they're entitled to a relationship and that's how you get stalkers. So that would probably be the only thing I would change. Um, everything else has been pretty much a blessing, even though I'm really busy. I know that later in my life, I won't regret working so hard. In fact, I'll probably wish I had worked even more, started earlier or whatever. Um, so I just try to look at the long-term picture and not focus on like, oh, I'm so tired every day. Oh no. Cause then it, it would just, it's just miserable if you do that. Um, Has it been, do you think it was harder to get to the top or it's harder for you now to sustain being at the top? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say it's a lot harder to get there. I think sustaining is difficult, but even if it degrades slightly, it's still a much better outcome than it never taking off for sure. Um, so I would say getting there took longer because the, the relevancy, once you have a bit of it, if you can like keep the interest going, it can escalate really quickly. Mm -hmm. But were the you, getting started is hard for were sure. You, were you happier during the climb or are you happier now that you're on top? Oh, definitely happier right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because during the climb, I was working just as much for less reward. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it's honestly incredible just like seeing it now. And, and I, I know I saw there was like the viral clip on, on Twitter the other day of like you saying, like, you can call me all these things, but like I'm not broke. And I, like, I, <laughs> I, I, I think that's like an amazing example of like, you know, just where you're at right now. And I, you know, you talked to, and I, I think you had replied to someone where they're like, like I, they had some complaint, but you were like, 
I tried all the other stuff and like, you know, mm-hmm. it was, I just sort of, you know, flatlined or whatever. Like, how did you think about that as like growth and, and just like making transition into dirt, like into certain things um, as you evolved, like in, and you're like, okay, now this is working. Now I need to go and, and like continue to create more content or like how intentional were you over time, I guess. Um, I was just trying different things when I was smaller, but once I started finding the things that worked, obviously capitalizing off of, you know, the looks of a female, I was like, this is working and I could, I could do this and run with it, or I could not. And I could be unhappy with my current viewer account, whatever, because like, I don't really, I'm not a person who has like uh, a sense of shame or dignity or pride or whatever. I'm like, no one cares. The person who cares most about that is the individual. And if you don't care, well then most of the world won't care either. So I just kept running with being more of the e-girl content, I guess. And uh, it, it started taking off for me. I've occasionally I have tried to play video games and I see the numbers drop and you might be like, no, well, the game is fun. But when you're doing this for uh, like work rather than like a hobby, it makes it not fun. You know, it's a game. It ruins the fun. It's like you can't game efficiently and you can't stream efficiently. So I might as well just do the content that works and enjoy what I like doing a little later down the line. Because I, I don't mind doing the e-girl stuff. It's definitely something you get used to, though, because I was actually very shy at first and uh, I was raised conservatively. So I was like, oh, I don't know. But the more you do it, the more the more comfortable you get with yourself. And I think the less serious I've started to take myself to. And now it's kind of enjoyable just, just to laugh at myself as I go. If yeah. that makes I mean, it's interesting you say that too, because I know a lot of Twitch streamers that are like, I won't stream unless I know I can hit a certain amount of numbers because it stresses them out if they fall yeah. below that threshold, which is like, I think where creator burnout starts to happen is like you get so stressed with doing really well and then you start trying harder to do well and you just don't and you like can't get over that hump and then mm-hmm. people get really creatively burnt out like trying to figure things out but it seems like you haven't had that problem um and i think it's like yeah. just because of your success and like because t- i was looking at your graph too like you went from three thousand to four thousand concurrence up to 10 in a matter of like a week and that yeah. could have been like a meta change on twitch but also like you <laughs> took advantage of it yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I didn't stop. Uh, even now I still mix in some hot tub. I find that when I was doing it every day, it started to get stale. But if you just sprinkle it in every now and then, then it goes back up to like 15, 17K. So yeah, it's definitely something to balance. Because if you if you spam a meta too much, typically it dies because people just get over it. So it is hard to find like what next, what next. That search is, that search is probably more stressful than the actual stream is deciding what am I going to do next? Do you make all those decisions or do you have someone on your team that helps you? I think we all just kind of talk about it, but none of us have any idea. <laughs> so mm-hmm. We don't really know like what we're doing as far as metas go. We're just like, is this going to work? Hey, it worked. Keep doing it. It's starting not to work. Oh, let's find something else. <laughs> it's that kind of thing really. Let's just go with the flow. How much longer do you think you can sustain this working 15 hours a day, seven days a week? Or do you not think about it? I don't know. I try not to think about it. I try to be like, think about it. Like every hour is another hour that's worth so much more than it will be in the future right now. Um, I just try to look at it as that. I don't try to think about how many years specifically. Um, I think life is really just about how much you can delay gratification to have better rewards later on. 
Because I know right now, while I have the energy, and there's not much to do anyways, it's a pandemic. It's not like I'm missing out on a lot of life anyways at this moment. I think it's more intelligent just to keep going with what I have and not focus on like a timeline for it because it could just drop tomorrow. We don't know. So if I like stress myself out, like, can I make it? Can I keep going? Can I do this for another few years? It starts to become scary. But if you just keep going and be like, hey, it's not dead today, let's go. Then it's a lot easier for sure. And, and you've talked a little bit about like, you know, your animal rescue goals and maybe what you'll do after this. Like, how are you thinking about that? And where's like, I guess your head at as you think about all of that moving forward? Yeah, um, that's, I want to do that. The, and a lot of people have been asking me, like, why haven't I done it already since I've been, I'm making a lot of money. But like, honestly, right now, I don't even have enough mental bandwidth to start it. Like, it's something I still really want to do, but I don't want to outsource that, like any of that starting process. I want to do it the right way, have plenty of research, both on like land requirements, building structures. I want to even volunteer at a few shelters first to learn the ins and outs. And that's something that I don't really have time for right now. And I feel like if I were to take time off right now to do that, I would be hurting the longevity of my career. I, I do quotes because you know, people in chat debate with me whether it's a career. <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like that would not be the wise decision to do because if I started making a, like a shelter a, a year ago, I wouldn't have near the funding that I do now and it would never have gotten to what it could be maybe you know, the fastness of the facility wouldn't be near as nice as it could be now. Couldn't save as many animals now. And that's really the scarcest resource that I have right now is time. Like I have no idea when the social media career momentum will be over. So I just want to make the most of it while I have it. And then when it like starts to stagnate, maybe even slightly decline, I would pivot towards that animal goal. Mm. Your, yeah, your chat may not believe it's like a career, but you're running one of the biggest businesses on all of in all of the creator economy to be quite honest um so it's like not only a career it's a massive business i and i think blake and i would agree in this as well as like we think we're at like the beginning of the creator economy and like we kind of call it the like attention economy because that's where everything's going and you're so like uniquely positioned for the next like decade of all these like new platforms coming out because in all reality like you're kind of dominating twitch and only fans like you're like the biggest on two platforms right now and so it's like, it gives you a lot of leverage as new platforms come up and new opportunities arise. And that's just all going to come down to your time allocation, to be honest. Like if you're waste, if you're like already 15 hours a day deep, it's like hard to take advantage of those new opportunities. So it's just like you being, I think, flexible over the next, like, I don't even know how long you can sustain this five years, 10 years, who knows? Yeah. Like if, if something else comes along that proves a better use of time, I'll definitely like shuffle around the priority of what I currently work on. But Right now, it seems to just maintain that the strongest platforms are OF and Twitch. Mm -hmm. How come you started um, streaming on Twitch and don't stream on YouTube? Is it because you're exclusively signed to Twitch? Yeah, yeah right now. Um, I had that, not like the, since YouTube started buying people, I don't have a contract from then, but I guess a few years ago, just because I, at the time, I think it was maybe something like I don't know, it's probably gone up since then, 4,000 subs or something. If you had that, Twitch would offer you like a better percent of the subscriber revenue. Uh, but the the contract also said you had to only keep your content on Twitch if you yeah. want that percentage. So yeah, that was a few years ago now. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. It is, yeah. And I'd imagine okay. with the competition in the market on like the paywall services, they will eventually probably have to buy exclusivity from the biggest creators. 
which would like, again, put you in a really interesting seat to like be the top one to get paid. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if the other platforms would even want me yet. I feel like maybe as the whole like uh, sexy girl industry gets more mainstream, it'll be less taboo, but yeah, I'm not sure right now. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there any like plans? Like, I, I know you said you're like super focused on what you're doing right now, but is there any plans in the future of like consumer products? Like you don't really sell merchandise. Like, is there any other revenue streams that you currently have not unlocked that you're wanting to unlock? Yeah. I'm trying to get into merch right now. Actually. Um, I have a body pillow design that I'm working oh on <laughs> like a anime style front and back. Like they sell at conventions. Um, yeah, I'm trying to work on some clothing and stuff too. I actually uh, own the domain downbad.com. So I'm like, that'd be a perfect merch line. That's interesting. Downbad.com. <laughs> that's, and it would be funny. the body pillow and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe some clothing. Well, again, thanks for, I, we wanted to do, I don't want to like keep your, your chat from like ASMR or whatever you have planned for today. Um, but like, thanks for, thanks for having us on, um, oh, this yeah, will obviously fun. like get edited and go up on creator economics on YouTube, but yeah, we're Blake and I are so fascinated with like the massive business that you've built. And like, hopefully your chat appreciates the amount of like work that you put in on a, on a daily basis to like get all of this content out. Yeah. I hope they do too. <laughs> no, Instead of just spamming. Yeah. It's, I, I think most of them do. Instead of just spamming chat, I, I hope they, they do appreciate it. Like anything oh, chat says we do. Oh, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing what you have accomplished so far. And, you know, it's, it's honestly incredibly like your work ethic. So I, I don't know if anyone, like everyone watching fully appreciates how much work you're actually putting in to create all this content. So honestly, just congrats. Cause it, oh, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This was a fun talk. Thanks yep. for having me on.